Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Hey guys, hello. Hello, welcome back part two on this grading issues. On this thing, which I think is like episode 86. I think the last one was 85, it's 86. All right. Approach, so, approaching 90. I promised a thing in the last episode. Yes, you promised a quote. I went back to my graduate institution for a presentation I think I remember. A few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like a graduate reunion kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I gave my presentation. Did you go and visit the centipede house? No, I drove past it. And I always like kind of (laughs) speed past it because I have this irrational fear that the landlord is going to see me and be like, ah, get back here. And then I... (laughs) I thought you were sticking on Because I left in the middle of the night. I didn't even like tell him until I was in New Jersey that I left. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And they were like, well, you have to give us our last month's rent. And I was like, just keep the deposit. And they're like, that's not how it works. And I was like, that's that's how it's going to (laughs) work. I thought you were were about to tell me that you were afraid that centipedes are going to jump in your car. (laughs) They're coming in there. No, no, no. That would be a great horror movie, like The House of Centipedes. Like they used to have that movie Eight-Legged Freaks. This would be like (laughs) Thousand-Legged Freaks. (laughs) But please go ahead. So I went back and I did my presentation and it went great. Mm -hmm. I think I did well. I had good questions. The professors were like, that was awesome. We're glad to have you back. And and I was hanging around with some old friends at like a, like somewhere to eat. I think it was like a Starbucks or something. And um, there was my old friend and a new person. Okay. Someone who only entered the program after I graduated. Okay. So somebody you didn't know. Someone I didn't know. So I was meeting this person for the first time. Now, I want you to think about... The fact that you were meeting for the first time. That's right. What the norms are, what the etiquette is, what the humanness is for being with someone who you met for the first time, who you know nothing about, who's friends with your friend, Okay. who's also a philosopher. All three of you philosophers. Yes. Okay. That's recipe for disaster, usually. And we started talking about teaching because Mm -hmm. I obviously left grad school earlier than other people mm-hmm. because I was like, I would like to start teaching. Mm-hmm. That's imp- that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people were more like, I'm sticking to the research and like I'm going to delay this yep. stuff. So we exchanged stories. Me from being a teacher, quote unquote, full time with a lowercase f, mm-hmm. as in like that's what I do. Yeah, And my friend from, oh, I'm teaching like to get money. For the program, okay. right? She's like one or two classes a semester okay. or something like that. Um, also good gig. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. It is. And we were talking about grading and like common student issues and like exchanging stories. And something came up about, you know, I'd made a joke, something about the, the expectation of getting not only something, mm-hmm. but something extremely valuable mm-hmm. for doing 
not only very little, but nothing. Yes. Right? And I was kind of explaining that this is insane mm-hmm. and that that grade inflation was a problem. Mm-hmm. And we can get into, we didn't talk about that either. Yeah. And I think that's going to be related to our ungrading conversation. Yeah. And I talked about, you know, grading as reflecting um, your level of understanding, the level of skills you exhibit, mm-hmm. your level of... It even, to some extent, um, not all the time, but it often can show like concern mm-hmm. and taking things seriously and applying yourself, right? And so I was saying this, and this person, who I don't know, who's meeting me for the first time, friend of a friend, right? Not an enemy, turns to me and he goes, so you rely on intimidation in your classes? And I was like, what first of all what is your name again (laughs) second of all what did you just say to me Uh, i can't imagine saying this to a stranger oh my god like the most presumptuous straw man ad hominem thing and uh i was like (gasps) like take it back like did someone just say this to me and i was like and i already is your name peter are you him are you peter in white face um he, uh, and I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, I guess I'm willing to talk. And I already yeah. knew the moment he said that I was like, okay, you know I know, I know what's going to happen and what kind of guy yeah. this is. And he was just explaining the, the worst version of the devil's advocate you were doing in, yeah. in the last episode about like how this is completely, absolutely in the, the literal sense of absolutely mm-hmm. arbitrary and how it has no bearing on um, meaning or useful things, and how it is like exhibiting, it's like exerting power on someone unjustly. Mm-hmm. On the unjustly part, yeah, of course. And this this thing, it was it was basically like, hey, here's all the ways how I don't know you, but I know you're a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So that's that was my that's opening anecdote. Um, obviously, I don't envy you. You were like in a position where I would have probably punched the guy. I'd be like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing?" I'll show you intimidation. Exactly. <laughs> this is intimidation. Can you see how this different different this is from that? But no. Jokes aside, um, but I think that characterizing the all ungrading thing this way would be a mistake, right? Because I, I think that there are certain things that are warrant our attention there, right? You, It's no secret that I still grade kids, so it's no secret the fact that I am not for DAs. I'm at least up to now being unconvinced by all arguments when it comes to this ungraded thing. But I think there are some things that we need to take in consideration. Um, and some has to do with what I was saying at the end of the last episode when I was saying, look, we might not be doing the ranking when we grade them in our class. Our intentions might be different. We might not be objectively doing that. But the truth is that then what we're doing as part of the whole, which is what the institutions do, as part of the whole of the institution, it translates maybe into grading Integrating, sorry, into ranking people. Translates as in... It becomes... Actually that, or this is what people think? Um, what students think? 
students definitely think that. I think the debate is about is this what is actually really happening? Yes, because we both would agree. Students, some students, not all, mm-hmm. definitely think this. Yeah, and it's good. And this is evident. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the re- the reverse case mm-hmm. um, of I've had a, not a small handful um, of students over you know my time teaching who after a certain point in the semester, could not pass the class. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Mathematically Mass, ma- My favorite phrase. Um, and they'll contact me and be like, hey, is there anything I could do? Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm, the situation is unfortunate, and blah, 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 like all this stuff. But Sorry to say that. I'm sorry but- to say, but given, you know, the policies that everyone mm-hmm. had access to, all the resources and information, including mm-hmm. office hours and... You know, all this stuff. Um, no, it's, it is mathematically impossible mm-hmm. for you to pass the course. Mm-hmm. And some people just, you, okay. know, you know, you want to know something funny, by the way? You mm-hmm. had the World Cup on. Now it's over. So the people's court is on. So I oh, find it gosh. very funny that we're talking about the concept of <laughs> judgment at like a TV <laughs> court show is on. Um, oh, boy. And some, some people are just like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right? I just figured I would try. Just being yeah. honest, right? I figured yeah. I would try. Um, but there's other people that are like... You don't understand. Right. Right. And when they say this, they there's two possibilities for what they think is going on. Possibility number one. Mathematically impossible doesn't mean mathematically impossible. Okay. Like you're just using um, figurative language. Yeah. And I'll be like, no, no, no. I'm not just saying that probably... You wouldn't pass. I'm saying there's even if you produced one hundreds for the rest of the semester, there is literally no right. way the math could result in a passing grade. Mm-hmm. You are this num, you know, this many away. So it could just be that, right? I because I, we we're so used to sp- the word literally mm-hmm. doesn't even mean the word literally, anymore, yeah, yeah. right? So there's of a, course it could be that, but the the worst one. Is I've had one or two students over the past few years say, listen, at the end of the day, I know you could pass me. I I know you could give me whatever grade you want. Whatever grade you want. Like, come on. Like this attitude, come on. You know you could do this. Mm-hmm. And this is insane to me, <laughs> in in part because this means They've done that in other classes, and, and it has worked. worked. Yeah. So there really are people that are like, I know that all the facts of the situation make it so that you can't pass. I know that you've done less than everyone else and violated all the policies, but I could lie for you, right? And this is insane that people mm-hmm. are lying in a professional setting because of whatever, right? Um, so it means that it worked before. And more important for us, it means that they think that what we're doing in class is just bullshit and I'm making things up. Well, not what you're doing in class, but the the grading part of it. I would say both, but not that important of a distinction. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes me think of this. Yeah. No, I I get it. So, But the point is, though, is there any ground? Actual. Actual ground when we talk about the fact that Listen, we might not be wanting to rank 
to rate people, to, to rank them, but this is actually what happens. Um, and attached to this, right, with the ranking people, and I have found this, there's a, quite a few students, and sometimes um, I kind of have to explain to them, and after I explain it to them, they feel better, uh, some of them. I think that they believe, I don't know if it, well, I want to know your opinion about this. They believe that there is attached to the grade and the judgment that comes with the grade. Because, I mean, I am not afraid to say that it is a judgment. We're judging what they're doing, their performances, right? It's an evaluation. We're evaluating what they're doing. They think that attached to that, there's a judgment of their character. Mm. Like you're a bad person. Because you're not mm. doing what you're supposed to do in my class. And I all of a sudden I start thinking of you as a bad individual, mm. a bad student, and so on. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. There are those. The, so are you, when when you're grading the students, are you attaching to that also? Are the students not as good at, at is, in, in individuals in mm-hmm, life? Mm-hmm. No, that's not a necessary component to these things. So I mean, neither, neither do I. Neither do I. I don't judge them. Like, but there, there must be somewhere where they get this impression, because it's not just one or two students. Like I had to go out of my way, and sometimes I'm not. Maybe you know, I've been doing this for a little longer than you. Uh, and I, there was a moment where I figured this out. I was like, wait a minute, you think that I think that you're a bad individual, like you're a bad person mm. because I'm giving you an F. Yeah. And I'm not talking about students that have cheated or anything. That's different because that's you've been unethical. But I'm talking about students that simply just didn't do a good job or they were like yeah. unable to, to complete the work. And I had to go out of my way telling them, listen, man, I like you. I have nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with you from my perspective. You just didn't do well in this. You can try again. I, I recognize that this was the case because what I try to do sometimes, sometimes I've heard people say, don't do this, but I, I don't think it's a good rule in an absolute sense, but you try to put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And I remember what it was like being an undergraduate. I remember what it was like being in a class, being tested on something, doing it, and then getting back an evaluation report that was different from my expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You automatically assume, well, not everyone. Some people's temperaments make it so that they are predisposed to taking everything personally. Yeah. And... You know, it's interesting to speculate about why this is. I mean, for some, it's for some of them, it's because they really did care and yeah. really tried. So it's mm-hmm. like I put myself into this. Yeah, and I had those situations too. Yeah, right. And I, this happened to me as a student, yeah, yeah. right? I've thought like this. And so, if you're saying this thing, it's like, well, you must be attacking me. Or so, and that is the, the 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 reaction that some students have. My experience is that most students think like, "Oh, I've disappointed you, that's and a- I am not good enough for you." And again, and that's super tough. But I'm telling you, more students 
that you might think mm-hmm. actually feel that way. I, I, I is, don't doubt it. Which is, you know, to me, at a certain point in my teaching career, was like, whoa. I, I don't do- doubt it. And now I'm very careful. And I, you know, and I make jokes in class saying, do you guys really think that I care about you? I don't care about you, people. <laughs> To, to to express them this fact that this is not personal as you're saying that this is yeah. this is not and that I can and I always tell them I always end up making examples like some of the students that I like they end up failing some of the students that I cannot stomach they end up getting an A absolutely same with me I, I think even though I think disappointment is different than saying I'm a bad person I think those are like different categories no, and, then, and, but, and that from the disappointment comes to the fact I'm not good enough therefore I must be bad because gotcha you it's almost they are they are highlighting the fact that you are the person of authority in there mm-hmm. that you have a certain amount of power i know that maybe you don't like to you was use the word power by that the friend of the friend in the wrong way but we mm-hmm. do hold power over them that's undeniable power is fine quote relying on intimidation end quote another thing <laughs> of course of course um yeah, power is a really neutral term. Um, but so saying they're highlighting the fact that you're the personal authority there, that you have power, and also they're adding some sort of admiration towards you, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that they trust your judgment, mm-hmm. that they believe that if you think in some way, that that must be the case. And because of that, then they feel bad because they disappointed you and then they reflect on the fact that well if i disappointed this person then i must not be good they must be thinking that i'm not a good person that mm-hmm. i'm not good yeah i mean i try to avoid i think sorry but no, the, it's the, fine the main question is like where do they pick this up because it's not just a it's not just a small number of students it's like a large number of students and if we add to that the ones that you were describing the ones mm-hmm. that get pissed that's a they want to take a person. It's a large portion of it, and I cannot reduce that to just their personality because that cannot be. I think there's like many pervasive, complex social phenomena. There's going to be multiple explanatory threads, mm-hmm. and I think one is people who really ca- the one I said like I really care. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I really put myself into this. Mm-hmm. Another one might just be like. Like, who the hell are you? Like, who are you? You think you're better than me? Like, this idea that I'm opposing... It's kind of the opposite of what I'm... Okay. I'm opposing... Like, in other words, we're totally equal. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm just here because I have to be. You don't know more than me. Like, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, hey, if you're grading me, like, what do you, what do you think? You're hot stuff or something like mm-hmm. that? But also... I, <laughs> I, I knew there was no way to talk about grading without talking about other stuff, but um, the idea <laughs> the that face because... That's disappointment. Be, that's disappointment. Like, like, oh, we have to talk about Because this. you have to compare, like, what is happening in this sphere that's so radically different mm-hmm. from every other sphere of their life, mm-hmm. that there's expectations set mm-hmm. that we're disappointing in some way like what is happening outside of the classroom or in classrooms that are not ours or people Mm -hmm. who are like us that creates the expectations that students have that a 
I'm just going to get an A for doing everything, and B, that if I don't, there must be some really negative personal judgment coming. Because it must be something. There must be something in the social climate, like with the their friends or their family, it's social media, like and the way other institutions function. Like this is not happening in a vacuum. There's a reason for this. The complaint about the ranking stuff you're saying in general and the grading stuff. That this ungrading comes from far away. You're saying it's it's just it's just that the another. It's something that's happening everywhere else, and now we're trying to apply. It's a symptom. Okay, it's a symptom. Um, And and it's not – I don't want to give the impression that, like, this wouldn't exist without that. Mm -hmm. It's just that, well, it doesn't help. And I could relate. Like, I want to just tell a quick Mm – Go ahead. uh, Well, it's not going to be quick, so you maybe say what you were going to say first. No, I just want to say that maybe we need to completely take the cat out of the bag and say, well, there's also – there's an extra level to what you're saying. It's not just that uh, things are different and our classes or the things might look a little bit different uh, and this attitude comes from other places. But let's face it, the argument this, the argument that some people are making is that not only those things, grades, grade, grades lead to ranking of people and the ranking of people eventually affects the life of these people, mm-hmm. but there's also the fact that the grading in general it's bad. Right. It is intrinsically it, oppressive. It is intrinsically bad. It brings, because it brings this ranking and stuff like that, it ends up categorizing people in ways in which we shouldn't. This mm-hmm. categorization, this ranking in general is bad. Right? But so just to, to make to make it explicit. Yeah. So there is some, uh, can we say, lower, more moderate version of it that's like, well, let's reflect about this. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Right? Because, yes, we don't mean to rank people, but this happens outside of our class. Naturally. Naturally, right? This ends up being that way. So maybe if we don't rank, this bad things don't happen. And then there is the the, the other claim, the more, uh, what can we call it? Um, the stronger claim that says, well, no, grades need to go away completely. It's not about reflecting. It's because they're bad. They're a symptom of even other stuff. So you were talking about um, something specific. and, and Yeah, so something. real quick, I think kind of the distinction between these, um, let's call it the ontology of grading or something yeah. like that, uh, has to do, I think, between uh, with the distinction between the concept of equality of opportunity and equality of outcome and related concepts. I think I think a split in this has something to do with the split. Mm-hmm. It may not be a one-to-one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like brush with broad strokes, but I think it would be silly to not see a connection between these oh, things. Sure, sure. But the thing I was going to say is this semester, I um, not well, not this semester. Let's say the past in general couple years, and we've talked about this. I, I have seen more of okay. certain things and mm-hmm. less of other things, right? In the way yeah. that tr- trends work. And there, I had a conversation with a, a class one time where we were talking about utilitarianism just mm-hmm. randomly and to randomly go back to that. Um, and one student was trying to come up with an example 
and he said i think he was trying to critique it and it wound up leading to a conversation that he didn't mean to have that became okay. like really intense with the class and afterwards he was like oh i'm so sorry to hear that and i was like it's fine but he said but wouldn't it be utilitarian if you just gave everyone a's mm-hmm. and then everyone was like oh the class just like screamed mm-hmm. and i was like no, we could talk about this. I'm not afraid to talk about this. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me hear it. Mm-hmm. Let me hear your reasoning. Do mm-hmm. you have a good case? First of all, do you even know what you're claiming? Mm-hmm. Second of all, do you have a good case for it? And I said, why? Why should everyone get AIDS? Why should I just do that? And this one student says, quote, if I never had to work ever again a day in my life, that would be my ideal life okay so that's a mindset <laughs> that's related to this yeah um i also had someone say um if i didn't have to worry about the letter mm-hmm. i would do better mm-hmm. i don't think that's true not only do I think that's true, I don't think this person... It's because you're like intimidating people. That's, that's, it, that's what it is. I don't... I, I think that's self-deception. Hmm. That's not... This idea that suddenly, if you didn't have to worry about letters, that you would magically produce something that wasn't a D quality is not real. This is, this is a thing we, we say to justify whatever. Um, so these things happen and we got this whole back and forth and there were a couple of students that were like, no, no, you're supposed to have this because, and I had one student who has improved a lot for the mm-hmm. semester and this person said, cause in the beginning I got an F and a D on the first couple things and I kind of got smacked in the face like, mm-hmm. oh my God, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to join this class and it was going to be really easy. Mm-hmm. I've heard that many times. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. heard this too. Mm-hmm. I, I, my first year of teaching, I had someone say in my very first class, I thought we were just going to kind of come here and share our feelings about stuff. My very first class. Um, so this student in this class said, I realized mm-hmm. I actually had to buckle down. Mm-hmm. And this student started studying and started being more active in class. And now this is a, a B and an A student. Right. There you go. Right? And it's my favorite thing that happens in the whole of world. Of course. My favorite thing. And it's not just because of a me thing. It's like, what what a commendable quality you mm-hmm. have that you encountered yeah. suboptimal or a failure. Yeah. And in the face of this thing, you yeah. didn't automatically blame the person yeah. or the system. You said, you know what? Maybe there's something that I'm missing that I could be better at mm-hmm. and that I could improve upon. Taking responsibility. Taking yeah. responsibility. Um, and taking things seriously and caring mm-hmm. and all these things, right? Um so that conversation happened Mm -hmm. and it's very i don't want to say enlightening because i slash we already knew that this was the general sentiment it was just striking to hear things that sound like oversimplified cliches stated explicitly um so that was interesting and i try to explain the purpose of grading Mm -hmm. like every time i give back something in writing i i give like this speech i'm like listen i get it you're gonna get back this thing you're gonna see the red ink 
you're going to think it's personal. You're going to be like, screw this guy. But I'm like, I, I need to talk to you. This is not a personal thing. When I make comments, all of this stuff is intended on helping you be more than what you already are. And I spent this, I spent the whole class using these examples. And I said, imagine some sport you play, basketball. So I used skating, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a me thing. And so I said, like, imagine you're, you're skating and you're trying to do this trick. And you're trying to do like a kickflip crooked grind. And you're like, what does this mean? Right? Uh, um, I, don't, I don't even know. Visually. I'm not even going to. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. I've seen this. Okay. You've seen yeah. this. Okay. And so let's say you're trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go for this. And it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like either the board doesn't do what you want or you fall. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, let me try this again. And you try it a bunch of times. Now, there are different methods you can have in this situation. One method is to not at all pay attention of the feedback to the feedback that the, the situation is giving you and to just keep doing the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and getting mad at it. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. what you could do is after a while you start noticing patterns like, okay, I landed this way, so what's happening is I'm leaning too far back. Mm-hmm. And you kind of catch yourself like, all right, I'm going to try and lean more forward so this thing doesn't happen. So you you course correct adjustments, yeah. And then so what happens now is maybe you're leaning too far forward, Mm -hmm. and you're not sliding. Like you're getting stuck on Mm -hmm. your trucks, right? It's just not grinding. You're like, okay, now I'm leaning too far forward. And so you're you're using the feedback from your environment, which Mm -hmm. is real, not arbitrary, Mm -hmm. in order to help you perform a task that you are not currently performing. Mm -hmm. And at some point. If you try hard and make all the right moves and pay attention, you'll you'll get it. You'll, you'll be like, mm-hmm. I didn't lean back too far. I didn't lean too front ways. I got it just right and I landed it. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing when I give grades and feedback on these things. I'm letting you know what exactly was an issue. Hey, you lean too far back. You know, what does this mean? explain this a little more you didn't provide an example and so when you get that what you shouldn't do what you absolutely shouldn't do is get mad but even more so what you shouldn't do this is even worse is not look at it mm-hmm. is to just say this guy just wrote for the fun of it and i just throw no, it away no, of, course, of course and i say you know it's like that saying your parents say like what do i do this for my health mm-hmm. like i don't do this for my health i'm doing this because i'm like trying to target specific areas that we can work on together Mm -hmm. to improve upon so please look at this don't be the person that just does the same thing over and over again hoping for different results without paying attention really focus on the problem and let's see if we can get somewhere but i think the pushback that you will get from this from somebody who's talking about the ungrading stuff right will be like okay you take the students at the beginning, they're leaning too far back, they're leaning too forward, things are not going their way. And the semester goes on, right? Just tries happen, and they keep on getting not the right grade, right? Mm-hmm. They get a C, sometimes they get an F, they get, then finally they get close, they approach. 
But the moment they get it right, let's say at the end of the semester they get it right, it's not that you go back and be like, okay, now that you get it, I'm going to go back and change all your grades into A's. Now you got an A. Now you got it. Of course not. And that is the difference, though, right? Because then when you learn, you learn and you're proficient at that and mm-hmm. you're fine. And that, the fact that you weren't able to do it mm-hmm. doesn't define you. Why is that relevant, though? But it defines you when it comes to the college experience, right? Because then you get out of a C. Uh, for example, you get out of the class with a C rather than with an A. And that defines okay. you as a student. Mm-hmm. And some people will claim that that will define you as an individual because if you get all all C's, you cannot get in a good school and, and then you cannot uh, you cannot Maybe. graduate and then you can get you cannot get the job that you want. Maybe. But I can't be a pro skater if I'm not paying attention and course correcting. And like the no, fact no, no, that but, but the thing is like, okay, fine. The course correcting mm-hmm. works. But the moment and I, I have had students ask for that actually. Mm. The moment I course corrected but because it took me three quarters of the semester to do that, and then at this point, even if I produce two A's in a row, mm-hmm. showing you exactly the fact that I have completely understood this, I'm still not going to be able to get an A for the course. Right. That is unfair. That is bad because this will define me as, a, as something that I'm not, that I used to be, but I'm not anymore. And therefore, I'm going to get consequences because of that that are unfair of, to me. Of course, that's what they would claim. And of course, you're going to get consequences. But uh, are they wrong? Because well, I mean, it, it happened. But what is the objective then of grading? Is it to describe the way the students were or the way the students are? Because if we claim that they have changed, mm-hmm. then now they are the A student. Why isn't it not everything inches on the last exam? Why is it the case that your personal history doesn't change later in life? Like, future occurrences don't remove the past occurrences. But shouldn't they, though? Uh, shouldn't be... Should uh, I think we had this discussion not that long ago. I don't remember. Where I was telling you, like, should a specific mistake define you forever, right? The fact that you make one mistake, should that define your life forever? Or we're talking about, um, you know, incarceration and stuff like that, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, I remember uh, talking about this. And this is kind of the same. Like, the fact that I wasn't getting it at the beginning, mm-hmm. why does he have to define me as a student in your class forever? Because I, then I go back and okay. this is the grade that stays there forever. So there's a couple things that I'm thinking. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, you know, I think this is this has merit. You can, you can oh, ask the question. It. You can ask the question again. This is the more moderate claim. Of course, we're still debating with the more, more moderate one because yeah, yeah, the other one is like this is just bad. Right. Um, the two things I'm thinking are one, in a literal sense, you are not the A student. You're the student who started out as an F student who became an A student. And that's the, what you are. But the moment I have acquired that skill, shouldn't I be called the A student? If the transformation has happened, aren't I the A student now? Why? If, I'm, if I am a successful family man mm-hmm. with money and organizational success, mm-hmm. th- 
that doesn't mean that I'm that thing, period. Because if I started as someone who was poor, mm-hmm. who came from a bad situation and worked through things, like mm-hmm. that, that is who I, like the fact that I eventually reach a point. And so this is leading me but to my next point. But, but we're acquiring skills here. It's different. Of course you're acquiring skills. Um, At least that's what we claimed at the beginning. And I get what you're saying. It's like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Because I don't, I'm not straw manning. Mm-hmm. I understand what the point is. The Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. You've right, oh, of course. Okay. So, Larusso. So, uh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. the movie, M- Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. yeah. In in the movie, uh-huh. right? He he's training Danielson. Yeah. And he has him doing all these weird things. Yeah. Like painting his fence, fence yeah. and washing his yeah. car, and yeah. he's like, "What? What are we doing? All this?" And at some point, and and you know. He can catch the fly with his hand and yeah. stuff. And at some point, he he gets it, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I could do the crane kick. Yeah. I could block the punches and kicks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could, if you're talking about the second one, I could do the little side move that he does with mm-hmm. that, I don't even know what it's called, that little mm-hmm. toy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that sense, when the, when the student does that, the master's like, you're ready, mm-hmm. right? And I think what you're saying is, why not that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's all right. So I'm not, I'm not trying to straw man. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's not... What I'm thinking is two things. One thing is it's not exactly the same thing. Um, sure, there are differences. But also... The grades are a scale. Performing a task is one. It is a binary. Well, acquiring a skill is, you're saying, is binary. Yeah, now you can catch the fly. Well, but now you know philosophy. But we know that's not, you don't, quote, know philosophy. But we've talked about this multiple times, right? We're certifying that they are, that they have knowledge of what was taught in that course. Mm-hmm. And if we get to the point where the students does, mm-hmm. so let's put it this way. Okay. Uh, well, I so I forgot a couple things that before ahead. I just wanted to. The one other thing I didn't I was thinking and didn't say was that I think it's interesting that in our conversation, um, you who I don't think is totally you, I think you're trying to represent a position that you think has merit but that you're not totally on board with, mm-hmm. even in moderate form, is using the word should. Mm-hmm. Right? Why should this be the thing? And when you say the word should, this implies something like conscious decision making. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like agent driven action. Yes. And if I am, to go back to the skating metaphor, mm-hmm. um, not landing something, it would be pretty weird if I was like, why are you doing this to me? Like to the skateboard, to the ledge. And if I learned the trick, at least a little bit, right? Because this is kind of more like task performance. But I think for, for the sake of this point, it's, uh, it works. Um, it would be weird if I said, why shouldn't I be the person that I'm considered the person who could do the kickflip crooked grind? Because like, 
what do you mean should or should? Like, I wasn't. That's just not, like, it's not like the world decided to create this trajectory to me. That's just kind of what unfolded. So I think the criticism, why should or I shouldn't be like this kind of, it's like asking a who decides blank where there's not really a who decides. Well, I'm not sure I I follow you here. Okay, I'll give an even more simple example. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if you're going to think it's a good analogy, but I'm going to try and mm-hmm. kind of get us on the same page. No, no, because I, I think I got the first part of the thing that you were saying. Right? If a tree falls on my house, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't imply a should mm. to the tree or to but, me or to be like, why did this happen to? Why did you do this to me? So, if I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry, you want to talk? No, no, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that the student thinks that you are doing this to them. Mm-hmm. There's somebody doing this to them, even though it's obvious that it's us, right? We are enforcing whatever code we had decided to use, right? I don't think that that's the issue. I think that the question is rather assuming that the student has really improved to the point that now they have mastery of the subject right at the point why is it that we just do not go back be like you know what took you a little while you tried really hard Mm -hmm. you listened to my advice and you finally got it and now you got it and my certification that you are fluent in this language now Mm -hmm. that you're good at this now hey Mm -hmm. Why is it that we don't do that? Just a check mark or an X? Just, you know, now you're good. Hey, whatever, whatever you want to do. Why is it that we don't go? And I think one criticism could have been like one objection could be like, well, because they probably still don't know the first things. It's because you didn't go back and check. But what if if we do like, okay, now I'm going to check that you actually really, really know. Let's go back. And if the student shows you that, yeah, you can do it. Like, okay. Yeah, I think you could do those kinds of activities in class. That that sounds like scaffolding to me. Like something that I do right now is for a last essay, you can go back to mm-hmm. a, a quiz that you did bad on mm-hmm. and rewrite it on a larger scale for the course of an essay. But what I'm saying is, would you revise the entire grade? Would that st- would st- the point is this. Let's say you mm-hmm. have 10 assignments. There are 10 assignments throughout the semester where they build their grade on. Mm-hmm. Let's say the grade is built with some, let's put on the side participation right now and all those things that's because that makes things more complicated. Ten assignments. Let's say the first five assignments, the student doesn't do A work. He gets the first three, he gets three Fs. Okay. And then two more, he starts getting Ds. Mm-hmm. And then finally the sixth, the sixth assignment gets a C, a couple of Cs, right? And then the last three gets A's, and you really are under the impression that the students has done well. Mm-hmm. Mathematically, because of the way courses are built, that student is not an A student. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get an A at the end of the semester. However, he has gotten to the point where that is an A student, and yet we don't give them an A. Shouldn't we do that instead? I mean, I know the answer if, is no. If the, you, the, no, I think question. if you want to do it, that's fine. I don't think people shouldn't be free. like Dr. Kogan, mm-hmm. who I talk about. Mm-hmm. His he had um, 
in his seminar classes, the assignments were like you had to come in every week with kind of like what you used to do, a one-page summary. Mm -hmm. And he says you could write them, rewrite them infinitely. Mm -hmm. And you could only pass the course if you got like – if you did all of them – and you had above a certain amount on mm-hmm. all of them or whatever. But he would allow infinite rewrites, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's anything by definition wrong with it. I think I think we're approaching I think we're talking about two different things. Mm, I possible. think I think what you're asking about is is there anything wrong with this approach? Mm-hmm. Doesn't this approach have merits? Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm addressing is Isn't this approach obviously better than this other approach? Isn't this alternate approach obviously the only one that we should do? Because when you hear people make those arguments, they're not just saying, hey, I think this is a good idea. It's like, I'm going to force you to do this. There's no merit in doing what you're doing. But that... So first of all, that's different, obviously, right? Forcing somebody into doing something. But you see how this would trigger different responses. No, no, no. Of course, of course. Uh, the the question becomes, again, you know pretty well that I'm not for again ungrading. But the issue becomes: is there? Can we be wrong? Let's put it this way: is it possible that we are wrong about this? And how do we prove that this is not wrong? When you say wrong, do you mean immoral? I don't think we do this on purpose. You mean like factually incorrect? That we are actually that it's actually true that grading results into bad stuff, such as such as ranking of people in society not according to scales or whatever, or even even like again, there's some people that will say even ranking scales is bad, right? Mm-hmm. Which ranking is bad regardless. Um, but, you know, personal biases and all sorts of issues and is not pedagogically sound. Grades are bad for learning because this is the other argument, right? The moment the students stop caring about the letter, they get better at things. Do we have hard evidence that this is not the case? Which I think we have some evidence. Uh, but I think that's a difficult thing uh, when it comes to uh, to this discussion I am I am thinking and before I forget this um, I want to circle back to one of the things that you said before right okay um you said that it's most, almost impossible to talk about this ungraded trend in a vacuum right it's coming from somewhere else mm-hmm. and while I I see what you're saying but I'm also very surprised uh, of this trend from another perspective, right? Meaning that I, it's, it seems to be part of an overall trend of with, that is the, it seems to go in the direction of taking power away from educational institutions in one way. They're seen as having too much power. Uh, and maybe that's one of the things that, that's happening, like politically in the, with capital P. Mm-hmm. Um, politics but I'm also surprised that this is happening at a time where literally we rate and rank everything like Yelp thumbs yeah, up exactly. thumbs down exactly rate my professor right <laughs> like all these things we rank everything and the only thing that we use to rank for whatever reason we don't want to rank anymore 
That's really interesting. Which is like, I don't know why. Well, because every, everyone wants to rank everyone else. But I don't want you to rank me. Well, but they have uh, read my professor. I can criticize everyone else. I don't want you to criticize me. I understand, but there there are tools to do that. To do? To, to, to You can grade me on read my professor, right? You can do this. Oh, no. I, no, yeah. I'm saying I think what you're saying is probably related to the desire that people have to put everything else under a microscope, but not me. Because if you grade, that's like a me thing. You, know, you can't do that to but me. But that's like schizophrenic because, again, it's obvious that if everything is up for grading and, rank- and ranking, you're part of every- sooner or later, right? It's like when people when people in my class say, it's like in social political class, uh, philosophy class, they say, well, they do this. And I'm always like, who's they? They are you. But... And it's like I feel it's, like it's isn't it surprising though that again in the in the age of Yelp and reading reviews for everything, right? Then why then wouldn't like, this follow suit? Like, nope. That's a good point. It no, is no reviews here, <laughs> but everywhere what? else, yeah, everywhere else. So and, and again, it seems like, and we do this specifically to we have reviews that tell us if something is good or bad. So we scale everything. This is better than that. This is better than that. You do go this. You go that. This is the best. This is not the best. But we don't want this in classrooms, mm-hmm. which I do not freaking understand why. I don't know. It's very interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a bad version of this, and the bad version is like that Black Mirror episode where you have like a social credit system. Like, of course, that's insane. Yeah. But that's that's arbitrary. That's how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm like, hmm, one star, right? That's not what's happening in a classroom. And this is what I'm saying. Like in a Yelp review, you're not qualified to taste right. the food and understand right, right. if the food is good or bad. But yet you do it and people follow suit and they listen to that. That's very interesting. But here where there are supposedly people qualified to make decisions about the fact that you might know mm-hmm. or not know, grasp or not grasp the concept that I have explained to you, no, we need to disqualify that and say that, uh-uh, you're not allowed to grade it. You're not allowed to rank it. You're not allowed to tell me that one is better than the other. Isn't that schizophrenia? I mean, I just don't get it's, it. You make a good point. It's interesting. It's hard to categorize. And this is why I'm saying, yeah, it might come from somewhere else. But from where is it from coming? Where? Because everything else in society is going the other direction. I was, um, I was trying to think while... Uh, we were well. You and I were talking post this part of the conversation, but about like what is another, if not justification, then explanation for the let's say. I don't know if you would agree with this characterization. The traditional mm-hmm. way, sure, right? Which is maybe the way that me and you are yeah. doing for the most part, right? Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about none other than. Aristotle. Okay. <laughs> Our guy. I don't think we have got one episode where we don't mention him. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean... He's the one that most mentions in here. He... So in... So when... There are some ethical theories mm-hmm. that are based on judging actions. Yes. You did or you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Did you meet the criteria for good? Did you maximize mm-hmm. things for all those involved? You pass. Yep. Aristotle's not like that. Mm-hmm. His idea is, I'm I'm not looking at the weather. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the climate, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking at 
all the decisions you've made over the course of an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you are virtuous or not, um, it's not a binary because it's not you did the thing, you didn't do the thing. Mm -hmm. It's a scale Mm -hmm. that is kind of like the average of all thoughts and actions you've given. And so this might be one way of responding to the potential criticism you raised earlier, which is like, well, why not after they become an A student be like, okay, you get the check mark, you're an A student. It's because, well, you're not, I think this is a more theoretically rooted way of saying what I already said, but it's Mm -hmm. like, because the class is not, is not that it's not just about getting a skill, although you do want to get skills. It's about how you it's about how you fare in a storm, right? Where you're faced with a series of decisions. Like I have to look at the whole. I can't just be like, "Oh, yeah, you got it at the end, good. All that other stuff doesn't matter." It's like you ha- in real life, you have to live with the the consequences of your past actions. They don't disappear. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes when it feels really unfair and unfortunate, and maybe there are some exceptions where you can make a case. But for the most part, that's you. That's not not you. You <laughs> are the average of all those mm-hmm. things. So that's what your grade is supposed to symbolize. It's like, how did you perform? Not in this time did you do this thing at some point, but how did you perform the whole time? Throughout. Throughout. We, we were on the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is. Like the mic was on the whole time, yeah, yeah. and I'm seeing what you do, not just like, oh, I got it. Let me push the button. I I think this is kind of an important <laughs> distinction. No, I get it. Uh, I guess the counter to this could be, well, wouldn't you value more somebody that throughout the storm wasn't faring well, and then eventually was able to overcome the difficulties? Right, and somebody was always even killed throughout. This is a good question. This is a a problem that contemporary philosophers have asked about when it comes to Aristotle. They say, who is the more virtuous person? Um, The one for whom virtue comes easy Mm -hmm. or the one who has difficulty Mm -hmm. being virtuous? Because on the one hand, you can make a case for both. You could say the person who comes in and gets everything right every time, like that's that's the better one in this mm-hmm. ethical theory or you could say this person was really afraid of this thing mm-hmm. they weren't always courageous they were really afraid of this thing and they had difficulty and they failed a lot and they had to overcome a lot and now they do the thing mm-hmm. right and i don't i don't think there's a clear answer in aristotle i, I think that this was the the, the point the point and he also does allow for wiggle room because he when he talks about like mean means he says it's it's somewhat relative to someone's default disposition so this is kind of why i'm saying the sweet spot seems to be this quote-unquote traditional Mm -hmm. um way of grading things with room for looking at personal growth and taking that into account when you're doing things because this is Exactly what Aristotle said. Mm-hmm. I look at you overall as a person and what you're doing, but I'm also looking at what your default disposition was and how you've changed over time. Mm-hmm. So, a mix of the two things. It's, you're a, it's a mix. It's it more be, so the be. one 
but like I'm not blind. I don't. You're not blind to of this course, either. Of course, of course. So I I think it, like it almost seems funny to me. And we've talked about this in other areas, and I'm just going to say it again in a different mm-hmm. context. Is like, why is it that a, one mode of doing something that has been pretty successful, yeah. definitely not perfect, but pretty telling, why is it all of a sudden that this thing is like put on trial in front of the world and has to justify its existence. Whereas the criticisms that just started like five minutes ago, now we presuppose that these are true and we put the burden of proof on you. Like, I think it's a funny conversation. Yeah, but this is just for everything, right? There's the acceleration of the world. Now we discovered this thing as flaws or we think we discovered this thing as flaws and now you have to justify yourself. Otherwise, we don't take it away. Yeah, and just to be clear, I think I think some of this thing is right, like you're saying. Yeah, you should reevaluate. Mm-hmm. If you don't ever reevaluate, probably there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't say strict and uh, thick-headed all the time. Sure, absolutely. And and there are some other criticisms that I think are kind of, you know, valid, let's put it. Ones way. that you haven't said yet? No, I think that some of the things that we have said, that when grouped all together, it becomes bad, right? But it is evident, it is obvious that the professor, the teacher, holds a position of power in the classroom, right? And could do certain things with this power that is not just being fair. Yep. This is this happens. 100%. This is this is true, right? It is true that the interpretation of grade of of your performance can be um what can we say influenced by even the way I feel today. Mm-hmm. I always tell the students like I try when I'm pissed off I don't grade. <laughs> fair. Uh, you know? Yeah, and I say don't read your feedback when you're mad. Exactly. So uh, this is there too. Um, it is there that sometimes grading is done in a punitive way. Some 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 things are there, right? You didn't do this, then I'm gonna grade you badly. Those things, these things are all there. And I think that we are at the point where people see. Let's start with the first one with the power thing, right? People want to take the power away from anyone quote unquote it is not conceivable anymore that you are a power that you hold the position of power no matter for what reason within a specific context everything is to be absolutely egalitarian especially in situations where um like academia right mm-hmm. like we want ranks only in the military and maybe not even um and all the other stuff that I said the same way, like we don't want those things anymore. We want a we we want a world where these things don't exist anymore. Like this extreme version of a world where things that we don't like are removed, where embarrassment is removed, when judgment cast upon me is removed, where power is removed completely, where we can live a life of just you know 
bliss. I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't even know how to describe it. The kind your of experience a, pod. Yeah, like you're just doing what yeah. you want to do. You to get, and I think that that is that is the reason why we don't want this anymore. Yeah, I would hundred percent agree. That's kind but, of what I was thinking the whole but time. But at the same time, though, we want to be able to cast judgment over over, over everything else, which is this adder that I don't understand. Like I so I so everything has yeah. become a product that can be reviewed. But at the same time, I don't want to be a product. And education cannot be, God forbid, we get to this idea that we are kind of evaluating you Mm -hmm. for what you are. Um, So I don't know. I guess as usual, I don't think we got it nowhere. No, I mean, I've said this phrase millions of times, but it's like it's a one-way relativism. It's relativism for me. (sighs) authoritarianism for you you're gonna hear me say this like ten thousand times over the next 20 years but um i think something is something is gonna give this thing is gonna break one way or another i think one useful image that you've said before is the pendulum yeah right and so maybe you could say because there are some problems intrinsic to um the quote-unquote traditional what would you say? Meritocratic uh-huh. way of grading. I haven't used that word yet. Yeah. Way of grading things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you respond mm-hmm. like with a hammer? Yeah. Right? Where you go like completely yeah. upward everything. Instead of kind of being like, okay, what about this? Maybe this is good. Maybe this we can alter. Maybe this is good. Maybe this we can alter. But at the end of the day, like at the very least, we can give what we do mm-hmm. right because I, like i so I, I have something in my syllabus and it's speci- this is another thing we didn't talk about that i know we we can't we don't have much time left but um it'd be one thing if you were thrown into a situation mm-hmm. non-voluntarily and had these things forced upon you yeah it's another thing if you are voluntarily accepting terms um I- Right? We yeah, agree with this? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of something. Oh, maybe a, a reason why this works this way. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Go um, but it's like, well, if you don't want to be in it, you don't have to be. That's the issue. I think that that's the feeling that they have. That they are they're not volunteering this. You're absolutely right. And there's something they have to do because of the way we have made college. This is exactly right. And the this is exactly what I was saying earlier, the idea that, like, in the state of nature, nature is oppressing me because I have to eat to stay alive and maybe I can't find an apple. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing. It's just extending yeah. having to do things as, like, of any kind as it's, a form of, like... It's this, uh, yeah. I think it's this idea that... Maybe this is the issue, really. Uh, it's this idea that I am... You're forcing me to do something that I do not want to do. Mm-hmm. And this is already my punishment. And this is already the struggle. Mm-hmm. But if I'm forced to do this, then you need to pass me. Mm-hmm. You need to pass me just like everyone else because you're telling me that I have to be here but I don't want to be here. Yeah, it's this really vague, over, overly large, ubiquitous idea of force that's like sloppily applied. Well, it's this idea that everything is being cast on me without my will i am That's absolutely right. at an arm i have no autonomy and if i had no autonomy 
then you are responsible because I'm not deciding this. You are responsible and it's your yep. fault. Yep. And it's you should be great at not me. Because if I am not 100% will, mm-hmm. if anything less than 100% of my id will is executed, then that's a problem. Yeah. Then that's like a form of, of tyranny or something. But the the last thing I was going to say, I think, is a positive thing. Okay. Let's end on a positive note. And I, you, I know you agree with this. Okay. Um, so I have something in my syllabus now that is there to kind of let you know ahead of time what's expected. Like this is something that um, we talk about, you know, making it clear what the expectation is. Because I don't ever okay. want you to feel like I'm throwing you into the wilderness without an instruction manual. Yeah. Like that's that's never the case, right? I go out of my way mm-hmm. to be clear uh, up front throughout and to provide as many resources as possible. Yeah, to better by read the syllabus, but it's it's just, well, <laughs> or listen when I'm saying it yeah, literally yeah. in front of your face. But um, and it says something like, "Let's see if I can recall it from memory." You are not. Here we go. It starts like this. Grades are not determined by what you want, feel, or quote-unquote need. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's always something like, oh, so I need an A because I have the... And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you, why are you telling me this? So it says that. It says, you're not paying for a grade. That's the other aspect oh. of it. Uh, you, what you are... The C word is, the, is, oh, is, the making, C word. is making chocolate. <laughs> way into this. Um, so you are not paying for a grade what you're doing upon enrolling in the course is agreeing to participate within the pedagogical framework outlined on this syllabus mm-hmm. if you're looking for a class where you just get an A for showing up this is not the class for you mm-hmm. you're going to have to do stuff beyond you know, just what you want at any given moment, and it's going to be hard. There's reading, there's writing, mm-hmm. there's participation, there's all this stuff. Um, getting an A in this class is going to mean something. Mm-hmm. It's going to mean that you have to become more than what you were at the start of the mm-hmm. semester, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is, to use your phrase, a transformative experience. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is something that requires context and history. And yeah, I was having this conversation with a with a student today. The student that was telling you that wants to take our classes, like you don't want classes that are easy A's. You want classes that you do some work. You want to be challenged. And she was like, "Yeah, it is what I want." But not everybody does. Mm. But again, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we're at with this thing. I I can foresee a future where f- grades are forbidden. Uh, we'll see. Oh. We don't grade anything anymore. That's interesting. It's like the, the, the little Zen story that I read one time. There's this guy mm-hmm. that enters this butcher shop and is looking around and he asks the uh, the butcher, like, which one is your best uh, cut of meat? Okay. And the guy looks around and he's like, everything is the best. <sighs> oh, so dystopian. <laughs> right. Then, And something that... I know we were coming to a clean ending, but I ha- there's one thing that I thought of that we didn't mention <laughs> that I'm like, okay, this is important. Yes. What, if you make your class where it's like everything hinges upon this one test that you take, mm-hmm. that's messed up. That's like extreme or like it's only based on these tests or something, mm-hmm. right? 
but you make your class in a way where it's not like that. This is why you have some of the grade dedicated to exams, the oral ones, the written ones, the quizzes, but then you have some of the grade dedicated to participation. Mm -hmm. Like even if you don't know things, the fact that you're having a conversation and like being here with us counts for part of your grade. Yeah. Or just, And there are things that I count as complete or I, incomplete just for doing Are you it. telling me that the fact that I went through an entire academic career where the only grade for a class was a final huh. oral examination was oppressive? I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but I would say it's not... The thing we're talking about is not that. as death as people think it is because at the end of the day... We do formulate things mm -hmm. in a way where there's multiple chances and mm -hmm. you do account for multiple styles of learning mm -hmm. and multiple paths. Yeah. And you create things that don't make it so that if you do one mistake, you fail. So it doesn't have to be that. It is, at the end of the day, trying to be this really positive, transformative experience thing. And I'm wondering if the students that are the A students... Or in general, if students in general do appreciate the fact that the scaling is also what guarantees that they have an advantage over other people. Ooh. Like the looking down. Well, no. The simple fact that if everyone has exactly the same grade for everything, mm. then place the higher... A hospitalist hires doctors, and all doctors oh, are the right, same. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it becomes random. Yep, and that results in bad world. Yes, that's arbitrary. Yeah, that becomes random. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the arbitrariness that we use in a small scale, rather than creating this ranking of people and arbitrariness mm. in the future, is not the opposite that prevents that. That's a very good point. It's like a a, a limited we can call it our arbitrariness. It's, it's, it's arbitrary, but it's limited and confined to a specific lab setting that is used to avoid larger and worse arbitrary decisions that might be made later. That's a great thing to end on. A, a targeted, small, semi-arbitrariness in this context will... I, I saw the semi that you put in there. Uh, of course you did, because <laughs> I'm careful. Uh, will reduce prevent a larger more dangerous more dangerous random level arbitrariness that could have catastrophic consequences in the future that's what we like to believe <laughs> something like that i don't know <laughs> all right see you later see you mm.